Welcome to the best of sold-out sports talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. Today's show will feature interviews with ESPN sports science host John Brankus and San Francisco Giants World Series champion Jeremy Affelt. Visit FSPN.net for all things faith, family, and sports 365 days a year. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, here's Roman with ESPN Sports Science host, John Brankus. Welcome back to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Remember to check us out at AFR.net, AFR Talk app, and uh, hashtag faithandfootballlive.com. With us from ESPN, hey, love this show. John Brinkus is with us. He's the guy that breaks down the mechanics of sports. And uh, over the years, he has had some superstars that um, have shocked in terms of finding out how good they are. Yep. John, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. You know, we've been very blessed to uh, have Sports Science is now in Season 11. Oh, wow. So we've had, you know, we've done over 1,200 segments for ESPN alone. Uh, won six Emmys, wrote a New York Times bestselling book. I mean, we've been very blessed that the audience has been very receptive to sports science. Well, but it's something its something that technology-wise um, is time. Right. But before, you never, even the NFL didn't measure the kind of things that you're measuring. Now yep. through your show, I would think that you guys have kind of set the tone for being able to measure measurables. Is that right? Yeah, we really, I mean, I, f- I feel very blessed that we really have sort of pioneered um, the use of implementation of technology in sports and what it actually means. I think we're living in an explosion. It's kind of like the gold rush of data, but nobody knows what to do with the data. And what we've become very adept at is putting the data into a context where an audience can understand what it means. John, for fans out there, and most people that are sports fans have seen it, but a lot of our fans say haven't seen it. Tell them what sports yep. science is all about. So sports science is literally breaking down the science of sports. So we get the greatest athletes in the world to come to our lab. We put them through tests. Um, we also break down the greatest plays. Um, you can find sports science. You type sports science on YouTube. You, you can find a 1,000 clips. Um, also, if you go to ESPN.com, you can type in sports science, and it's all over the place. Okay, I remember you had Larry Fitzgerald, wide receiver of yep. the Cardinals, because Larry's one of the most talented receivers of all time. Yep. And tell them what you did with Larry. <laughs> so Larry comes into the lab, and I said, you know what I want to do? I want to kind of throw a curveball at you. I want to hang you upside down and see if you can catch some footballs. So he's like, all right. We put some you know, boots on him, hung him upside down on a, on a big truss, and threw him 10 passes, and he caught all 10 passes hanging upside down, having never caught a ball hanging upside down. So it was something that was pretty amazing. And Larry is one of those human beings that's, that I mean, we're all blessed just to be around him. Fabulous. He's just such a positive, um, you know, positive spiritual guy. Um, but he's also just an incredible athlete. And the reason why is because he's just not complacent. Mm-hmm. He always believes he can do better. That's that's really the key to not only sports but life. Yeah, well, uh, you found you said something that's so true, uh, especially in this atmosphere here, at the Super Bowl. You got guys at the top of their game, and what you find out is is that there's no rest. That yep. you're, they're always looking for that little bitty edge. And I assume with your show, you're able to translate that to people how they can get that edge. And that's what's what I find a little frustrating is that people say, "Oh, well, that guy's good just because he's a physical freak." Like at the elite level, they're all freaks. Yeah. So you're you're on a pretty even playing field, but it's really 
Who wants to get better every day? Just small increments focusing on little things and getting better and better and better. Michael Jordan is a great example of, you know, he never sat back and said, well, I'm pretty good. He sat back and said, I can get better. John Brinkus is with us with ESPN Sports Science on American Family Radio. John, you know, one of the one of the things that's really cool about your show is, is that uh, it, it's the unique, it's the bizarre, but it's also mainstream. So. Yeah. Explain maybe the wildest situation that you've ever experienced on the show. <laughs> so one of the one of the situations I got myself into is um, we did an experiment with Vernon Davis where we wanted to see if he could tie in San Francisco 49ers and now now now, 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 now he's on the Redskins. Redskins. Exactly. That's right. So we um, we put a harness on him and I had a like a water ski tow rope behind him. We wanted to see if I could hold him back at the line of scrimmage. He ends up taking off. I launch five feet in the air and slam down onto the turf, rip all the skin off my arms. I mean, it was just not – that was the experiment where, so you didn't uh, while we're doing for it. That no, I expected just to kind of topple over. Yeah. Right, like, ah, oh, he's going to topple me over. I'm going to get dragged for a little bit. No big deal. I mean, the amount of force that was involved, we, I, we did not do the math on this ahead of time. And it was clearly not terribly well thought through. Made great TV, but certainly made me pause. Blooper rule for you. Yeah, Did you me, have you guys done a blooper rule? You know what? We most of the stuff. If if there, our stuff doesn't work, it doesn't make the air. <laughs> but all the stuff. I mean, the good, bad, and the ugly that it actually works. It makes the air. You know, I I, I uh, we had an experiment of who bites harder, Mike Tyson or an attack dog. So we brought in an attack dog to bite me in one of those dog suits. And the dog, instead of biting my arm, ended up biting my leg. Oh my god! Bought my bit my ankle, and that made the air because it was made great TV. Didn't feel good, but it made great TV. Tell me about the best golfing situation that you've had. We had so we had Rory McIlroy. Oh, lab, I love Rory. And Rory, we challenged him. We had three different challenges for him. We had him. We lit. Uh, Jay, we our studio is located on the same block of where Jay Leno's garage is. Um, so we put a golf ball about you know a hundred. 150 feet outside of our door and on just a like industrial crappy piece of grass that like right by Jay Leno's garage. And we said, okay, you got to hit it in through the partially open elephant bay door that we have. You got to go around the dumpster, but you got to make sure that you're under the tree and there's a cinder block wall and a car blocking it. I mean, he had a tiny window. It's at night. (laughs) It's pitch black. And he hits the ball into our studio. Then we had the ball land in uh, coleslaw, and the expression is hitting it out of the cabbage. Oh my. So we then had to have him hit out of the cabbage, and then we had him uh, hit a putt from 50 feet on glass. Wow. Literal glass. The stimp meter on it was 34. <laughs> Wait, the, the fast in, in PG Tour is thir- 12. Thir- oh, 13. 12 or 13 is Masters yeah. fast, yeah. right? This was 34, <laughs> 34. right? It was literal literal glass. <laughs> and, so and he and he ended up sinking a 50-foot no putt from a 50-foot putt on glass on the second try. So what did you find out uh, about Rory McIlroy that you didn't know? A, he's not that big. He's my no, size. No. He's tiny. B, he's just unflappable i mean the the experiments that we were just yeah. throwing at him it's like you know, okay at a young age he's already kind of seen it all yeah you know so nothing threw him for a loop and he was like sure you know like yeah i'll totally do that and his swing speed his swing speed is off the charts <laughs> if if dustin johnson were as efficient as rory mcelroy dustin johnson would have the world record for the longest hit ball he just D- dustin already hits it a mile but rory's 
Rory's kinetic efficiency See, in terms of the yeah. energy he's drawing up from the ground is the best on tour. Now, how about Tiger Woods? Have you ever tried to get Tiger to come? So Tiger has not been in the lab, but mostly because when we started, he started getting injured. That's right. That's right. You know, we started in 2007, and hasn't been long that he's, you know, these last 10 years have been tough for Tiger. John Brinkus is with us, ESPN Sports Science, and you can just go, just Google Sports Science on, you know, you're yeah. going to see all the videos. It'll be really cool. Absolutely. I enjoy the show because as an athlete, you you think about these things. One other guy I want to find out about is quarterbacks. Sure. Um, everybody talks about delivery speed, about how fast they have to get rid of the ball. Sure. Being a former quarterback, I'd love to hear a quarterback story. So a quarter, great quarterback story is, you know, Drew Brees comes into the lab, and we want to measure his accuracy. Now, Drew, when people say, who's the most impressive athlete you've ever had, you know, if you're 6'5", 260, you're going to be a good athlete. Right, you're you're already a giant human being. You're already in the point oh 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 one percent of the human population. You're somebody like Drew Brees, who's he, yeah. you know is listed at six feet, but Maybe. probably is a little under that. When you when you look at somebody like Drew Brees and how accurate he is, we compared him to an Olympic archer, and it's a it's a pretty famous clip on a. Uh, it's been featured on sixty minutes and just showing how accurate Drew Brees is. And it's because of his work ethic and his focus and what he he knows. Look, I can scramble as much as I want. I can read a defense as well as I want. But if I don't put the ball exactly where I need to put it, it's going to be game over for me. And that's what he's really focused on. That's awesome. One more thing before you go. You got married in the Vatican, you said? Yes. Got married in, in uh, the Vatican uh, with my wife. Uh, How do you wife. do that? How do you get in the Vatican to you get know, married? I know I know a guy who knows a guy. I actually, <laughs> the Pope, you mean? So in our put, our, the Pope <laughs> blessed our wedding. So no we we had a we had a pretty amazing experience and uh, very very blessed. So so when had, you when when you pull your wedding pictures out, when people go, oh gosh, another wedding. Is, so like, I, is that yeah. is that the Vatican? Yeah, our 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 uh, wedding story is pretty special. But I love to say everybody's wedding story is special. Yeah. I just happen to have access yeah. to the Vatican and and uh, you know having a we have an amazing story. But everybody, you know, people get married on the edge of a cliff, or people get right. married, you know, Hawaii at, your, the at, a, at a normal church. Like it's all everybody's wedding. Nobody's wedding is better than the others. Um, and you know, I've been really blessed with my wife. And as it turns out, my wife can really sing really well wow. i play guitar and we ended up forming a band and you know name we of the band is brink of midnight brink of midnight i like it brink of midnight b-r-i-n-k of midnight where can they see that we you can look it up online we have brink of midnight.com it's on available on every music platform oh so cool but you know our first song ended up charting it was a christmas song well, it ended up yeah. charting so and, are you working on an album or yep yep so we're, when's that we're gonna happen so we're releasing one song at a time every oh, yeah, month yeah so we're just releasing uh, a song at a time. You can go and check it out. It's very, you know a lot of a lot of faith based music. Oh, cool! Um, in there, you know, our first song is "Wake Up Your Soul," and you know, is very it's, it has a real real strong spiritual message. John, to it. we appreciate you coming in. Uh, enjoy Sports World. Continue to watch it, everybody, because it's a great show. Awesome. If you want to see the inside of sports, John, I really appreciate, appreciate it. God Thanks bless for you. coming in. Thank you. When we come back, more on American Family Radio on Sold Out Sports Talk. Best of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with San Francisco Giants World Series champion Jeremy Affel. 
Visit FSPN.net for all things faith, family, and sports. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Our guest tonight, I really like this guy. I've read about him, haven't, haven't known a whole lot about him, uh, know about his pitching career, but uh, what he's doing as a Christian man and, and with his family and, and, the, and the difference he's making for the Lord is very exciting. Of course, he's a World Series champion of the San Francisco Giants, uh, a great pitcher, uh, but more importantly, he has an organization called Generation Alive. He has an opportunity to reach out with faith to inspire young kids to right social injustices, poverty, and hunger, and he's very involved in the San Francisco community with some of his teammates as well. Our guest, Jeremy Affelt, World Series champion pitcher, San Francisco Giants. Jeremy, how you doing? Doing great. You? Oh, I'm telling you, I'm blessed, man. It's great to have you in. Yeah. Uh, thank you. No, it's good to be on. First of all, uh, let's talk about an opportunity that you had. This, Whenever I read information about you, you talk about using your Christian faith as a platform. And one of the things that we do here at Sold Out is we talk to high-impact athletes and coaches who get it on and off the field. And one of the things that I've seen here is, is uh, some of the exciting things that you're doing in using this World Series platform and, and this career that you've had. As an excellent starter, you've been a closer, you've been a setup guy now. Talk about your faith and about the things that you're doing with this organization for kids. Yeah, well, yeah thanks. Uh, well, you know, I think it was a couple of years ago, you know, we started this organization in 2005. Uh, initially, I think the, the vision and the mission statement was a discipleship scenario where I wanted to get into schools. It didn't matter if it was public school or private school and talk about character development, leadership skills, and just developing young people and young minds in a correct way and giving them the ability and the skills and the thoughts to think positive for one, but also to understand why they are here and why they have a destiny. And and then we would do an outreach. We'd invite them to a free outreach, and then the youth pastors would be involved, and, and we'd do the gospel message, and then we would try to get the youth pastors to understand which where kids are at and, and try to get them into the youth groups to disciple them in their schools, and it was a good idea, just I don't think it ended up working the way I thought it was going to work, and I, and I sat down a couple of years ago when I signed with San Francisco, and I said, God, I don't understand what you want me to do with Generation Alive, What do you? because I, I, I have a passion for young people, I think they're impressionable, but I think that, you know, I think even on top of that, they, this generation, the Generation Y, is just an awesome group of young people and to empower them in some way to understand that they have a tremendous ability right now to make a difference in the world, because we have more young people in the world than we've ever had, I think, ever. And so for us to be able to influence them correctly is something I have a passion for, and and using sports, obviously, and some of my success to gain that platform. I don't think I'd be able to speak uh, on certain platforms if I wasn't an athlete, and so I just... You know, I've been wanting to use some of these things. And, I, you know, I told a group of young people yesterday, I said, I've done a lot of good things in my career. I've pitched in the big league for nine years. Uh, I've failed. I've succeeded. Uh, I've been a part of two World Series. I've won one. I've lost one. Uh, I've been set up man of the year in 2009. I've done a lot of good things, and it all means absolutely nothing if I don't do what I'm supposed to do with those things. And I don't think sitting at home and telling my kids and my wife, look at me, look how good I am, and in all the public to say, oh, please just ask for my autograph and, and just 
cheer for me whenever I walk by. And if that's all I'm here for, that is such a shallow, shallow life. Uh, and, and as an athlete, I want to do a lot more with what I've been given. Jeremy Affeld, San Francisco Giants World Series pitcher, is our guest on AFR Talk, Sold Out Sports Talk. And I think one of the things that interested me most about your organization, Jeremy, and, and what we do here at Sold Out is is using the passion of sports to not only help young people but help their parents in a time that communication is so important in the world that these kids live in. We have so many distractions for families today. The family's under attack. And when you look at the platform that you have and that other athletes and coaches have, you talked about accountability and the responsibility to use your gifts that God's given you. You were in the league for a long time, as you said, and and a lot of people think that your success just comes overnight. But but as I have looked at your career – this was a long deal. I mean, uh, you, you yeah. came into the league with the Royals in the third round, spent four years in the minors. What is it about that part of your career to, to get to the point where you had a World Series opportunities with Colorado and then you won against Texas? Talk about that process and about what you learned during that. Yeah, you know, it was an awesome uh, spiritual journey in Kansas City. You know, I, I, I you know, it was funny. I never, I was never hurt before I got to the big leagues, and so to to get to the big leagues and to be, you know, I was aggressive. I was a power pitcher. I was going to be a starter. I had all these big, you know, like I could see it. I could be one of the top starters in the game. I was a left-handed pitcher with a power arm. I mean, there's just so many, so much of an upside, and to then all of a sudden have these weird injuries with a fingernail issue where they had to remove a quarter of my fingernail, which kept giving me blisters that were not put me on the DL. And then I had an oblique tear, and then I tore my groin tendon off my bone. And seeing all these things take place, and you, now that I look back, I'm very thankful for it. But, I mean, God, he takes us on a journey. And everybody says, you know, I'll read Job when you're going through a bad time, right? Like, he had it the worst for anybody. And, you know, I... And I had a person hand me a book, and it was about the book of Job. And I looked at him, and I said, look, I, don't, I know that he had it worse than everybody else. But relative to my situation, I am, like, grieving here. Like, I, can, I can't get my career going because I'm getting hurt, and it's weird injuries. And it's never been my arm. And I look back on that, and it's almost like a very thankful thing where God was wanting to show me something through pain. And, and failure and, and weird stuff at the time, but he never, but my arm was always protected, and that has always been the thing. If you can keep your arm healthy, you'll be fine. And I was having just these weird injuries, and then I was having bad years. I was the high year A's, and, and it was just a time for me where I could literally, I remember just grabbing a hold of, of, of the face of God and literally saying, you know, like screaming and, and being frustrated and being like David, where he just said, Why? Don't forget about me down here. I feel like you've forgotten about me but within the same psalm that david would say that he'd end it with our god is so faithful and so for me that's what took place it was a time where i went through a lot of pain and and i went through a lot of frustration but i learned so much about staying so close to the king because i want i realized that in my pain and in my frustration that's when my heart was truly open because that is where you expose everything in your being you actually say I'm, I'm mad about this. I'm frustrated about this. God, you've given me this unbelievable talent, and I don't feel like I can use it the best way I know how because I'm always hurt. And he was able to just pour love on me. And I think when you have nothing but success all of the time, and if you expect to never have any pain and you're always going good, 
you tend to want to like be like, yeah, God's there, but you know what? I don't need him right now. I'm doing super. I'm doing well, and I think he knew the successes that he was going to give me down the road. Obviously, I didn't, but he knew of the World Series and being set amount of the year and having, you know, I've actually had you know four years of of, of of pretty good success now in a row, and he knew that. And I think it was just, but because of what I went through early in my pain and in my frustration of sports, of of not succeeding the way I wanted to succeed, and how he showed me how much he loves me during that time, it's kept me on track to where even in my success now, I'm very humbled by my success. I don't, I don't have a, I don't believe I have a big head about it. I, I'm very confident in who I am, but I believe that I'm very humbled to even be a part of a World Series, let alone two. I'm even more humbled to be able to say I'm a world champion and a World Series winner. And I just want to use these these talents and these successes to be able to promote the kingdom of God the best way I know how. And the love of Jesus seems to be absent sometimes in the gospel message. We want to do this whole gospel thing of, you know, Jesus died on the cross for our sins and all this stuff, but we get into this so focused on numbers, like how many people can I get saved in this one event? How many? What are the numbers on how many people actually check the yes mark on salvation? But then you leave, and there's no discipleship. There's no real tangible, like, okay, now that I've said this prayer, what does that mean? And, and so I'm really wanting to say, you know what, God is a God of love, and I guarantee if we show what, what the God of love is like, people will want to be with Him. People will want to serve Him if we actually get them to understand what the love of Jesus is, and that's why... You know, I've used my success and my talents to, to fight injustice. And... Jeremy Athelt, San Francisco Giants pitcher, is our guest on AFR Talk, Sold Out Sports Talk. And, Jeremy, where can they go to find out more about Generation Alive and to find your blog? You, you know, you actually can find my blog on the Generation Alive website, generationalive.org. Uh, where Generation Alive is on Facebook. They're on Twitter. Uh, I'm actually on Twitter uh, as well, and I do a lot of positive quotes throughout the day. If I'm thinking of stuff, I try to encourage people, or I send, you know, articles that I think are good for people to read on my Twitter. Uh, and then my blog is on generationalive.org. You can say it'll say Jeremy's blog on it, but also you can go to uh, it's jeremyafelt.wordpress.com, uh, and then uh, and I'm on the WordPress blog. You can go there and read them. I, it just I give my thoughts, I give my views of, of sports and Christianity. Wanted to ask you about a gentleman that you had an opportunity to see up close and personal in the World Series. Of course, you played a, a great Texas Rangers team and were able to win the World Series. Josh Hamilton, what an incredible comeback story, a guy who loves the Lord, a guy who lives that life. Tell me a little bit about what you know about Josh and what makes him special. Well, you know what? We have the same agent. Uh, and so I talked to, you know, I don't get to talk to Josh a whole lot based on we're in totally different leagues. But, uh, you know, I talked to my agent, Mike Moy. Uh, quite a bit about him, and I just say, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm curious to know how he's doing. I know he's having this bout with pneumonia right now, and I've been praying for him, and uh, he's had a lot of interesting scenarios take place in his life, and I think there's been a lot of attacks on his body and a lot of attacks against his soul uh, that he's been able to weigh through and to persevere, and God's really, you know, brought him to new levels. I think he's always been a talent that everybody knew was there, even when he hit his struggles where he had to leave the game. Uh, everybody said, man, this guy, you know, if he doesn't ever come back, he could have been one of the greatest players ever. And, uh, and you never knew until he came back. And he came back and uh, you just see what he can do on the baseball field and his talent and, and how he's now, who same type of thing. He went through a lot of pain and perplexity. And I think that, the, that you know, him staying, you know, him finding God and just weighing through those things, God's really promoted him. I think he has an awesome platform to speak to people 
who have gone through those things. I don't personally have an addictive personality, and I don't have, uh, I haven't been through that, that that kind of situation. But there are a lot of guys in the game that do have addictive personalities, and there are a lot of guys in the game that do have a go through some of the situations or, or, or types of situations that he's been able to go through. So his voice is going to be tremendous in those people's lives, and uh, he's a, you know I think he's a very honest individual. I think he's. He's not, you know, embarrassed by what he did. I think he's more just open to saying, look, I made a mistake, and, and God is a God of grace and forgiveness, and he's done it for me. He can do it for you, and I, I think that's what makes him special. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, www.fspn.net, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.